Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, August 29th edition. We have a loaded 15-game slate, or I should say a potentially loaded 15-game slate. Depends on the weather. The Northeast is going to be nasty. Seattle, Baltimore, heavy, heavy rains that die off a couple hours into the game, potentially. Atlanta, Philly, extremely heavy rains. For most of the night, same with Cleveland and the Yankees. Miami, Washington, it slowly disappears as the game gets going. Met Cincinnati, 20% or less. We have a good shot there. In those four first games, the Baltimore, Philly, New York, Washington, winds are blowing straight in, 11 to 17 miles an hour. Great pitching environments. If the rain can somehow disappear, we will be very, very happy with that, but keep an eye on the weather. This could be a nasty, nasty night. As there are nice bats in those games, there are very nice pitching options in those games. It could deplete things immensely. So keep an eye on that. Let's keep take a look at the totals we have for now. Braves, Phillies, nine. Indians, Yankees, nine and a half. Those two games are question marks. Marlins, Nationals, to be determined as we have some pitching changes. As Edwin Jackson is now starting today with the Scherzer deal, blah, blah, blah. Still waiting on our total there. Mariners, Orioles, nine and a half. So, again, high totals on the, the games that are very, very much in question. Red Sox, Blue Jays, eight and a half. Mets, Reds, ten. You got Rangers, Astros, waiting on a total there as it's Houston's home series. But due to the flooding and the hurricane in Houston, they have moved the game to Tropicana Field. So keep an eye on that one. St. Louis at Milwaukee. They're waiting there as there's some pitching shuffling as well. Pirates, Cubs, it's... Chicago, so we're waiting, but Arietta minus 210 favorite. You got White Sox at Twins, 9.5. Rays, Royals, 9. Tigers, 
Rockies 11, Dodgers D-backs 9, A's Angels 9.5, Gigantes Padres 8. Outside of that Giants game, you have one eight and a half and the nines and above besides the four we do not know yet. There are some really decent pitching options. There are some really good gamble options that have blow-up potential like Ian Kennedy yesterday. I told you it was all or nothing. Well, the nothing came out with Kennedy. Williams didn't pitch bad, so the punts went one for one or one for two. So it is what it is. Let's look at today's pitching as I have a, a, quite the list, but based on potential rainouts and your risk, your risk, your desire to gamble will determine who you will be using. Up top, we have four guys over $10,000. The highest priced guy, and rightfully so on this slate, is Chris Sale. $13,200 at the Toronto Blue Jays. Sale got beat up his last time out at Cleveland. The last two times he's faced Cleveland, he's been outstanding. I mean, he's gotten crushed, I mean. You think outside of that, he's been outstanding. 20.4 against the Yankees, 34.2 at the Yankees, 46.2 at Tampa Bay. 38-8 at Seattle, 31-9 at LA, 40.3 against the Yankees, 27-6 at Tampa, 37-6 at the Blue Jays. That's where I was trying to go with this one. He's faced him twice this year, 15 innings, 8 hits, 0 runs. In those 15 innings, 24 strikeouts. He's averaging 39.3 points per game against the Blue Jays. When you can average near 40 points a game against a single Major League Baseball team, that is impressive. We know Chris Sale is amazing. We know he's just lights out. He's fourth best on the barrel FIP this season. Um, he's or the last thirty days. I mean, he's getting barreled three point one three percent of the time in these thirty days, striking out almost thirty three percent of the batters he's facing. It is ridiculous what he's doing. The Blue Jays strike out over twenty one percent of the time versus lefties. You don't have to go too deep into Chris Sale's just amazing stats. If the Blue Jays hit him, they hit him. That's just one of those. They have the lowest total at 364. Given we have four games without totals yet, this could change. But usually Sale has the lowest, if not one of the lowest. Lefty's 252. Righty's 269 off Sale. If you want to pay, you pay. It's like I said with Scherzer last night. These are the kind of guys that they'll have their blowups from time to time. You saw Cleveland has Sale's number. That's been going on since he was with the White Sox for years now. Uh, the, 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 the Indians and the, the Tigers have sales numbers, just how it goes. But sale has looked dominant against the rest of the league. If you listen to around the bases with myself and my partner, Mo, Mo is a Red Sox fan. So it's kind of, it's not Homer induced though. I promise he brings all the stats with it. He thinks sale is a good shot of even getting top three MVP votes in the AL. And I can't completely disagree. I'm not a fan of pitchers getting the MVP, but I get it. He's been that good. So if you want to pay up 13-2, he's worth the price in my opinion. Again, you have Coors on the slate, but you have other options you can build with, especially if those four games get rained out. But outside of Coors, the hitting environments dry up drastically just because there's a good pitching matchup in, in Arizona, which is still a great hitting environment, but a pretty decent matchup somewhat limits that. So Chris Sale at 13-2 is in play. If you want to save $2,100, Jake Arietta against... The Pittsburgh Pirates, we got to see what the weather looks like here. Uh, with mild wind, I believe, blowing in, nothing too crazy. But he's been very, very good of late. He keeps getting better and better as the year goes on. He's averaging almost 22 points his last 10 games. 24.6 his last outing at Cincy. He's got three straight 23.5 or more point starts. Five of his last six have been basically 23 or more. When it comes to facing the Pirates, they do somehow have his number. He started three games against them, 16 innings pitched, eight earned runs, 
15K, so almost a K in innings, averaging 9.1 points a game against the Pirates. So take that as you wish. Is it like the Indians with Chris Sale? It could be. The Pirates also don't strike out a ton, but we did see the area is getting about a K in inning, which we would take if he throws seven innings or seven or more strikeouts and limits the damage. I would be pumped. He is 11-1, so you need, I'd say, 25-plus. He's averaging about 23. You know, like I say, he's got 23 in five of his last six. He's got the potential for the big, big game. Pirates, he just don't strike out a ton, so they're not going to help him. But Arietta is 22nd best the last 30 days in barrel fit, striking out almost 25.6% of the batters he's facing, only getting barrel 2.33% of the time. Really good ground ball rate of 45.4%, which will help him a ton. And the lefties, where'd you go? Where the heck did you, there he is. Lefties 304, righties 254 off Arietta. The big bats that you're worried about outside of Josh Bell in the Pirates lineups are all right-handed. So if you want to save on Chris Sale, I have no problem going to Arietta at 11-1. I will not be using Rich Hill tonight, a guy that just threw nine-plus innings at 99 pitches. I know the pitch count wasn't high with the stress level on a guy that has arm-slash-blister issues in his career. I will take a pass on this one. If he throws great, so be it. I hope a lot of the moths follow the flame and want Hill and just run to him. If he throws a great game in Arizona against the D-backs, more power to you. Uh, I'm all for it. I'd rather pay up for Ariad or Sale, or I'll pay down for the fourth guy in this range. Irvin Santana at $10,200. He keeps getting it done. His price tag is high this week, which I think might scare guys. He hasn't been this high in a while. It was August 2nd at San Diego, and he only threw a complete game, 9Ks, 2 earned, 37.8-point performance when he was 10-2. The guy has been really good. One, two, three, four, five, six straight double-digit performances. Eight of his last ten double digits, most in the 20s or more. When it comes to facing the White Sox, four starts against them this year. 27 innings pitch, seven earned, 26 strikeouts, nearly a K in inning, which says a lot coming from a guy that doesn't have a big K percentage. He's averaging 25.5 points per game against the White Sox. He, um, in his recent start against the White Sox, it was... His last start out at Chicago, seven innings, three hits, one earned, eight Ks for 26.8 points. Now he goes to a better pitching environment at Target Field in Minnesota. It's a very good spot that I like a lot. I like it a lot, a lot. Um, the White Sox team total is 4.09. Lefty's 286, righty's 301. If if you decide to go to a five-digit pitcher but you want to save, I have zero problem with Santana being your number one. I love sale. If you want to pay for sale, get him. Arietta, I can see picking Santana over Arietta. I actually have him ranked ahead of Arietta because you're saving 900 bucks. There's more K upside. A lot to like in that as, you know, White Sox strike out almost 23% of the time. Ton to like there. But uh, those are your three options up top. Sale, one. Santana, two. Arietta, three. If you're not paying up for sale, you're paying for Santana in this range. Now we dip below the 10K range. You're going $1,400 cheaper. So the next option, and it is Dylan Bundy. He's been out for a little while. He's going to get uh, back on the hill at home against the Seattle Mariners. We know how good Dylan has been of late. 19-3, he um, got a bad game at Houston in 19-9. Been pitching really, really well. Caleb Joseph, just like Ubaldo, has been his, his bring it back. Six or more innings in almost every start. Eight, ten, and ten strikeouts in his last three starts. Even ten at the Angels, a team that does not strike out a lot. He's facing Seattle. He strikes out 
percent of the time versus righties in the last 30 days. Bundy fifth best on the barrel FIP, getting barreled 3.8 percent of the time. He's walking only 3.8 in that period. And the most impressive part for Dylan Bundy, because if you remember, if you've been a long time listener, and if you are, I really appreciate it. But he was having real, real trouble striking guys out earlier in the season, less than 20 percent. He was like in the 16 to 17 percent range. That number overall in the season is up to 20.8. In the last 30 days, Dylan Bundy has a 31.43% strikeout rate. In the last 30 days, Chris Sale, 32.81. Dylan Bundy is striking mofos out. It is impressive what he's doing. And a lot of it goes back to the deep dives when you look into Caleb Joseph behind the dish. Joseph is doing wonders with some of these guys. And that's what's keeping Baltimore in these races somehow, by some grace of God. So Bundy... Very much in played 8,800 bucks. Seattle is always scary. Uh, they just they have those games where they blow up, and then they don't. They had six runs off Tillman, given Tillman isn't your average cup of tea. But they they they, they show up and they don't. It's all or nothing with them, and they, they frustrate you at times. So they're a tough team to pick on. Bundy just 8,800 bucks has that 25 plus point upside that you're shooting for with Santana and Arietta and Sales got Sale. You're shooting for 30 plus, but. What you want from Santana and Arietta, Bundy can give you, and he's cheaper. So if you want to completely punt the top division, the top section, Bundy's my go-to guy. He's eighty-eight hundred bucks. The Mariners have a four-five-four total. That's a because they can hit. B the total's just huge in that game. Lefty's three twenty-nine, righty's three fifteen. They have a very good woba of three twenty-one and ISO of one sixty-two, just around average, not extremely great, but good, really good. And the biggest thing is like a lot of these games. You need to watch the weather. Those three top price guys, they're knock on wood for now, zero weather concerns. This is one of the ones that I do like that has a massive weather concern. This is one that if they wait an hour to two hours, the rain will disappear. So hopefully that's what they do. Seattle's not coming back to Baltimore this year. Baltimore's likely not going back to Seattle. So they need to get these games in. So it's either they play it late tonight or they double hitter it tomorrow. But they probably want to get out of town, I'm guessing. I haven't looked at their schedule. So this will be interesting to see if they wait this one out. Bundy is a very, very good play for me tonight at 8800 bucks, especially if you want to save. Or I did some matching up. You can match Bundy with uh, Santana for sure. You can make it work with Arietta. You can make it work with Sale. It's just very, very cringeworthy, your bats. It's not the most comfortable situation. But you can make it work if you want to get to some guys I'll mention later against some. Um, you have to kind of fade some of the big boys. Next up in this 8K range, a guy that is, there's a couple of guys tonight that are way out of price. This is one, and this is why it makes it intriguing for me. It's Matt Moore at $8,100. I know Matt has had a horrible season. Heck, you look at the barrel fifth the last 30 days, he's 11th worst. He's getting barreled 7.8% of the time, but he's also striking out almost 23.5%, which for Matt Moore, that's outstanding. Um, On the season, he's 19.5%. The Padres strike out 25.6% of the time versus left-handed pitching. It's the hard contact rate's high. All his other numbers are very, very average. He's not like he's just having a very bad year. He's averaging 13.9 his last 10 games, which you want more for 81. I get it. His last three, though, 19-3, 20.9, 20 point, or 25.6 at the Nationals. Just keep that in mind. He's had a lot of good starts. He's double-digited in eight of his last ten. Most of those are actually like 14, 15 or above. 15 or above for at least seven of those ten. Which for Matt Moore, good things. He's faced San Diego once this year. Seven innings, four earned. No walks, seven Ks for 15.3. Heck, if he makes it two earned with the seven Ks and seven innings, 
we're talking closer to 20 points. That 8,100 bucks looks much, much nicer. The the Padres have a low total at at the moment. Given keep remembering, there's four games that don't have totals right now, so we can't get a a team total feel on this. Padres have a 4.12 total currently, the fourth lowest on the slate. Lefties 362, righties 312. The Padres as a team are one of the worst wobas in baseball against left-handed pitching at 284. Uh, it's really, really bad. It's worse than the Giants, I believe now, actually, which says a lot about, A, how the Giants have slowly gotten better, and, B, how bad the Padres are against lefties. So no one's going to want to use him at 8100 bucks. This is a GPP play. For cash, he's sa- safe. I hate saying safe. Safe is a horrible word in fantasy sports, especially baseball. But I, I really, really am confident that he has double-digit upside. So cash-wise, I want to say he's a good cash play. It's just an expensive play. You want more. If he gets you 15 or more, you'll be happy. I'm shooting for the 15 to 20-point upside. 8100 bucks makes for an extremely low contrarian GPP play that I am not completely against. So in this 8K range, you got Bundy 1, Matt Moore 2. Let's dip into the 7s where we got four arms to look at here. Zach Godley. 70. First off, I want to mention Bauer, Trevor Bauer, 79. He's been really, really good. A couple hiccups because he's Trevor Bauer. Aaron Judge is supposed to be sitting again. If Gary Sanchez's suspension comes into play, Bauer might be worth a GPP play at 79. But again, watch for the weather there. It's really, really bad. The wind, all these games have wind blowing in, which is amazing for pitching, but the rain is thick in New York, like below above 60% most of the night. All right, Zach Godley, $7,700 at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I love this play. We have a pitcher who's been very, very good, consistently 15-plus type point performances, closer to 20 most starts. His last start against the Dodgers, six and two-thirds, eight hits, three earned, five uh, Ks for 13.6. That was at the Dodgers. Last time they came at Arizona, July 5th, they faced him, five and two-thirds, three hits, one earned. 6Ks for 19.8 points. Still, people fade the the uh, pitchers versus the Dodgers. I know they can hit. If they blew Zach Godley up, I would not be shocked. It's Arizona. It's Chase Field. It is Coors Light. The ball flies. The Dodgers have a very, very good offense. But it's an offense that's been extremely, extremely cold. Very, very cold. Uh, at least to their standards. Let me put it that way. Cold to their standards. They're striking out over 22% of the time versus righties. You got Godley, who has a K rate of 26.4, a swinging strike rate of almost 14%, and a ground ball rate of 55.6%. He's $7,700. This is a discount on Godley because he's facing the Dodgers. He's been so much better than this this year. The Dodgers have a 4.53 total. Lefties 3.21, righties 3.04. We know they have an, the seasonal numbers. Great Woba, great ISO. They really haven't lit the world on fire lately. Trevor Williams, who we used against the Cubs last night, who threw well, he threw eight shutout against the Dodgers. If they hit Godley, you wouldn't be surprised with the power and the thump they have. But Bellinger's due back Wednesday or Thursday. So this is one of the last games you have to target the Dodgers without their big boy, Cody Bellinger. That's something to really, really keep in mind. I think Godley makes for a really good GPP play. Obviously, GPP plays are gambles. That's why they're GPP plays. But $7,700, you're having 20 to 25 to even 30 points upside that we've seen with Godley. But at least 20 at $7,700 is outstanding. That price tag is off, and I'm all for it. Luke Weaver, $7,600. I told you after his last start, we're not going to get him in the sixes anymore. 
when he dominated San Diego. Seven innings, three hits, nowhere in 10 Ks for 36.8 points. We used him a while back against Milwaukee. At Milwaukee, six and a thirds, five hits, two earned. He gave up a homer, which you expect against the Milwaukee, especially in Milwaukee. But he limited the walks to two, and he struck out eight for 26.1. He's up to 76, but the price is worth it, in my opinion. It's risky. It's Milwaukee in that ballpark. They could have home run derby in a heartbeat. They have a team total that we're waiting for because of the pitching change. That's right. But lefty's 349, righty's 323 against Weaver. But you're looking at a team, a team in Milwaukee who we know strikes out a ton. They strike out 25.6% of the time versus right-handed pitching. They had, they're facing Weaver, who in a small sample, obviously, but even in the minors, was very, he's one of their top prospects. Great arm. 28% K rate so far. Ground ball rate of 44.6%. Very low hard contact, which is outstanding. When you're facing the Brewers, who I, I told you were losing their total at the moment, but 7600 bucks for the upside we've seen in his last two full starts, he's throwing 30-point upside out there. Do we expect 30 points every time? Not a chance. This isn't Chris Sale. This isn't Corey Kluber. This isn't Max Scherzer. But give me 20. Give me 18. Give me 20 plus, though. At 7600 bucks, I am all in on Luke Weaver. At the same time, Milwaukee does have, like, Shaw and company are decent options just in case to cover your ass. But Weaver, very, very good play. Uh, a low-owned play in this range. It's similar to uh, the Weaver play, and it backfired with Kennedy last night, but I actually like this arm better. I actually own Jake Junis in season-long leagues because I like this kid's upside. Give him blow-ups are possible, but he threw 19.2 points on the board in seven innings of one earned seven Ks in his last start against Colorado at home. He got beat up by Cleveland. It's kind of a trend these days, if you can't tell, by people Cleveland beating people up. But at Oakland, 13.9. Against Seattle at home, 31.6. So since he's made his, his jaunt back into the rotation at the beginning of August, he has four starts, four of his five are in double digits, 14 or more starts, three of the four, 19 or more, facing a Tampa Bay team that strikes out a ton. Junis has good strikeout stuff. He's shown it in the minors. He's showing it now. you got Tampa Bay with a 25% K rate versus righties. Junis is up to 19% now, but a lot of that was lowered early on. He's Once he's kind of getting established, he's showing it. Doesn't walk a ton, which I really, really like. Just got to limit the hard contact. He's in a good pitching ballpark against Tampa Bay, whose total is 4-4-4. It's currently sixth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 333, righty's 339 versus Junis. I think he's a sneaky play. The risk is definitely there as you got those lefties that can you know, take him to pound town if you want. But um, very intriguing play, in my opinion, with Junis at 74. The last guy on this list, and I am very angry that the rain looks so bad in Philadelphia. Heavy rain pretty much all night. The wind's blowing in at 16 miles an hour. This is a game made for the knuckleball. R.A. Dickey at 7100 bucks. We've been riding this train. He's been crushing it. Only 9.7 his last time, but prior to that, 18.1, 18.4, 15.1, A bad start, 24, 12.4, 12.9, 24.8. This guy's been great. He has been outstanding. Two starts for his failure this year. 14 innings pitch. He has 16 Ks in those 14 innings. One earned run in those 14 innings. He's averaging 29.2 points a game versus the frickin' Philadelphia Phillies. Love this play at 7100 bucks. We know the Phillies have some powerful bats. They went off a lot lately with these youngsters, and I love the Phillies' bats. They strike out 24% of the time versus righties. Uh, hard contact rate is extremely low, almost 49% ground ball rate for Dickey. 
The list goes on and on and on. The Phillies team total four five seven. I really really like Dickie tonight at seventy one hundred bucks, but that weather is terrifying. So be be careful, pay attention to it. But I do think he's a very good play. So in the seven K range, I got Dickie one, Godley two, Weaver three, Junis four. In the six Ks, we get to gamble, and one is Mark Leiter Jr. at home against those Atlanta Braves. It's a Braves team that on the downside doesn't strike out a ton. But Leiter is finally showing what everyone's talked about in the minors. He's not like a top, top prospect, but he's very, very good. Three of his last four starts, 20.3 points or more. The one bad start, surprisingly, was at San Diego for a negative number. But his last two home starts against Miami, 28 points against the Mets, 20.3. The strikeouts have been there five or more in those three really good starts. Again, Atlanta, not a huge strikeout team. They strike out... Where did they go? Only 19.4% of the time. Lighter striking out about 21% that he faces. Doesn't have a big swinging strike rate, which just sucks. But a, a ground ball rate of 49.1%, and he does limit our contact, only 25.8% our contact, which is really, really good for a guy with those kind of numbers. Atlanta fifth lowest total at the moment at 4.43. Lefties 315, righties 296. Lighter was a punt play I was definitely in on. I could, could have seen him getting blown up. I was also in on him at 6800 bucks. Be careful with the weather, but he's on my radar in that range. The other guy, which is extremely dicey, but at least it's a good... Uh, we know the weather will be fine. Where'd he go? Martin Perez of the Texas Rangers, 6K. A lefty versus Houston is usually suicide. I totally get it. He made one start against him this year. Three and two-thirds, seven hits, five and two Ks from minus 3.8. He's averaging 11 points on the road, which is better at home than home. He's actually been usable of late, especially on the road. At LA, 21.6. He had a 7-5 or 13-3 at home, and then a 27.6 at the Mets. So his last five starts, or four starts, he hasn't gotten killed. He's got double digits in three of those four. I'd even take 13.3 for 6K against Houston. It is terrifying for the fact you know what Houston can do versus lefties. Um, They don't strike out a ton. They strike out 17% of the time versus lefties, but he's not a big strikeout guy. He's a 46.4% ground ball guy. Everything else is pretty horrible. And um, lefties hit 269, righties 350 off Perez. And we know that the Astros hit lefties extremely well. It's in Tropicana Field, a good pitching environment. So keep that in mind. So as a punt at 6K, Perez is on my list. Let's recap all of the pitching. I know it's been long-winded, a long pitching preview, but with the weather and everything else, I had to get into them. Up top, you got Sale 1, Santana 2, Arietta 3. If you're not paying up for Sale, Arietta, uh, Santana is your top pitcher in the 5K range. Then in the 8Ks, you got Bundy 1, Matt Moore 2. In the 7Ks, Dickey 1, Godley 2, Weaver 3, Junis 4. And then down below, in the 6Ks, you got Leiter at 68, Perez at 6K. There's your pitching. Let's get into the bats. Kick it off the catcher's position with the one and only Gary Sanchez, 4700 bucks versus Trevor Bauer. I do like this a lot, especially in GPPs. Bauer has been very good. He's limited the hard contact, but he's also gives up a good amount of the long ball. When you're looking at Bauer, he has a 16.3% home run of fly ball and a hard contact over 35%. Both not quite what you would desire in a pitcher. Lefty's 325, righty's 320. Gary Sanchez at 47 is in play. 
Uh, you got Alex Avila versus Chad, Chad Cool at 39. Lefties versus Cool is definitely a thing. We've established that. It's been established. Many have established it. Lefties 365, righties 298 versus Cool. When you slide down, Molina's not bad versus Garza. I can get it. Uh, Grandal at 37 versus Godley. If you want to fade Godley, he's an option. The Dodgers, it's lefties 321, righties 304. Doesn't give up a ton of hard contact, but it is an option. But as you scroll down the list, it gets a little more enticing. You know, you got like Matt Weeders versus Worley. It's not bad at 36. It's not my top choice. But Kurt Suzuki versus Leiter Jr. at 35, I can get behind. James McCann at 35 and Coors, I can definitely get behind. Same with Lucroy at 35 versus Fulmer. I like McCann more than Lucroy. Lucroy did go deep yesterday. Farther down the list you go, Evan Gaddis at 34 is a great play. It's probably the top play outside after Gary Sanchez in my book. Gaddis at 3400 bucks versus Perez. We mentioned how righties hit Perez. Gaddis loves his left-handed pitching. So Gaddis at 34 is definitely, definitely in play tonight. Farther down the list, uh, I didn't see him up there. Jan Gomes, 3200 versus the lefty Jaime Garcia. Gomes has some very good power versus, high, uh, versus lefties. When it comes to the Indians, left, lefties 297 versus Garcia, righties 338. So Jan Gomes at 3200 Definitely in play there. The farther down the list you go, Caleb Joseph at 31 is not horrible against Ramirez. John Hicks and Coors at 31 if he gets to start. It's not the platoon advantage we like, but he, he is in play. Like a Manny Pena against Weaver at 3K. I believe Pena took him deep when they last met. Brett Nicholas. I like this play as a sneaky play. Fires has been okay his last couple starts, but he was really rough before that. Uh, Nicholas averaging seven points his last 10. Left-handed catcher for the Rangers. He's 3K versus Fires. So he's in he's in play tonight. The farther down you go, like Austin Hedges, 3K versus Matt Moore. We know the reverse splits. Lefties, righties. Lefties are better than righties against Moore, but both are just fine. Moore's getting barreled up. Uh, he's 11th worst the last 30 days. He's getting barreled 7.8% of the time. So Hedges at 29 does return a little bit of value. Salvador Perez at 29 is not too bad. When you're talking uh, Cobb, lefties 336, righties 308. But, you know, you got Perez in the middle of an order at 29. That's, that's the kind of value you're looking at the catcher's position. As you drop down even farther, you got the likes of Martin Maldonado at 2700 versus Smith. I don't mind. It's not the platoon we're looking for, but it's just fine. Another punt. I love how they have J.P. Crawford of the Philly at the catcher position. Good job, DraftKings. Go get him. Uh, Bruce Maxwell, 2300 versus Scribner as a punt play is definitely worth a look there. And the farther down you go, there's going to be a couple other options. Like maybe, I don't know, I don't feel like fading. Maybe Jose Lobaton gets to start at 2K. Check the lineups from that, but uh, some good options below 3K. And then you got Gaddis and Sanchez up top. First base, Anthony Rizzo, 52 versus Cool, is definitely worth a look in that matchup. You got Joey Votto, who I like a ton, versus Flexen. Flexen pitched well his last time out, surprisingly. But Cincinnati, 5-3-5 total against Flexen. Lefties, 389. Righties, 422. In Great American Small Park, Joey Votto at 51 is definitely the top play for me at the high-priced range. You got Freeman at 48. Definitely in play there. Goldschmidt versus Hill, I love at 47. People will... They're either going to be full fade on Hill, kind of like me, 
or they're not going to touch him at all. Hill has reverse splits, lefties 312, righties 251, so be careful. But Goldie is special. 4700 bucks is a good GPP play. You got Edwin Encarnacion versus Garcia at 46. I love that play. Edwin versus a lefty, especially Garcia. He is a big, big play for me. Not, not overall, but I do like him a ton is what I mean. As you scroll down some more, Eric Hosmer, left-handed bat versus Cobb at 44 in play. Carlos Santana versus Jaime Garcia at 43. Very much in play as well. I don't mind Ryan Zimmerman versus Worley at 43. Hanley Ramirez, he has slumped mightily this year. He did have 12 points yesterday. He's averaging six points his last 10. In his career, he's been very good versus lefties. Brett Anderson making his return to the bigs for the Blue Jays at 4200 bucks for Ramirez. It's worth a look. You got Logan Morrison at a big game on Monday. He's 41 versus Junis, which I don't mind at all. Chris Davis, lefties versus Arasaro Ramirez is a big thing. Righties 281, lefties 361. You can get some Chris Davis at 4,100 versus Orosimo. Not bad at all. The farther down we look, Yuli Gurriel at 4K versus Perez. Very good play there. Duda at 38 versus Junis. I like a ton. Louis Valbuena, 3,800 bucks for Smith. Valbuena, first base, third base eligible. The Angels, 504 total. Righties, 327. Lefties, 352. So Valbuena is worth a look at 38. Yeah, Carpenter at 38 versus Garza is not horrible either. That's not a bad play, especially in that ballpark. Very solid look there. The farther down we go, if you want a fade sale, Justin Smoke crushes lefties. He's 3,600. Just not your average lefty. Matt Davidson at 35. He's come back. He's hitting well. It is serving Santana, but it's a punt. A good $3,500 play here is Matt Olson for the A's. Left-handed bat versus Scribner. First base outfield eligible at 35. I like that quite a bit. Uh, CJ Cron does hit righties with a ton of power. It's lefties with a lot more. But Cron at 3,500 versus Smith could be a nice punt as well. You got Napoli versus Fires. Thames versus Weaver. Thames has been you know so hit and miss, but you're getting him for 3,500 bucks, which is a heck of a discount in that ballpark. You could run into one if you want to go that route. Other than that, like Will Myers, 32 versus Moore, has some definite upside. And Dominic Smith at 3K versus Romano. Smith's been underwhelming, but does have that pedigree, and we know what he can do. So 3K versus Romano in that ballpark, especially. You're getting a good discount for that ballpark alone. Dom Smith could be a great value play at 3K. Going over second base, you got Jose Altuve versus Martin Perez. Another lefty. Altuve loves him some lefty, 5,100. Kinsler and Coors at 49. LeMayu at 48. Both okay plays. Scrolling down, got Scope at 47. I don't mind that at all. Jose Ramirez double-donged yesterday. Does hit well from the right side. He's 47. Ian Happ, nice left-handed bat versus Cool at 46. Don't mind that at all. Brian Dozier, 4,500 versus big game James. Dozier's averaging over 11 points his last 10. He is smoking hot. Big game James, 18th worst the last 30 days in the barrel. Fifth getting barreled over 8% of the time. I like me some Dozier. Eduardo Nunez likes his lefties. He's facing Anderson tonight in a very good hitter's ballpark. He's 44. Nunez is a very solid play. Been overlooked lately, swinging a very good bat as well. As you go down, like D. Gordon, 42, not bad versus Jackson. Cano, 41 versus Bundy's not bad. Azura Cabrera is up to 4,100 in a great hitting environment in Great American Small Park. He's been kind of slumping, one would say, but 
could be a good GPP play there. I love some Scooter Jeanette at 41 versus Flexen. That's the guy I'd look to in that matchup. Very solid, solid play versus Flexen. As you look down, Paul DeYoung is down to 4K. I know it's a righty-righty matchup, but it's freaking Paul DeJong who's hitting everything right now. Uh, the Cardinals, when you face Matt Garza, righty's 311, lefty's 358. DeJong hits in the middle of that order at 4K. I like that a lot. Starting Castro, 39 versus Bauer is not a bad look either. As you scroll down, like a Jed Lowry or a Neil Walker, both at 3800 bucks, are good values at second base. A little farther down the list, you got the likes of Ruggie Odor. I saw this last night. It made me laugh. I know he's not a big average guy. He's averaging 6.6 his last 10, three homers his last 10 games. He's facing Mike Fires, who does give up the long ball from time to time. He's only 3500 bucks. That's got some big, big return potential coming with it. Joe Panic actually swinging well lately. He did go yard yesterday for 20 points. He has two homers in his last 10 games. He's averaging 8.2 his last 10 games, facing Luis Perdomo. Big ground ball guy. I get that. But he's also lefty's 365, righty's 343. So if you want to be contrarian, Panic at 35 isn't a horrible play. Tommy LaStella, who's having a great, great run here of late as he's getting regular playing time, three homers in his last 10 games, averaging 7.5 his last 10. Nice left-handed bat versus Chad Cool, 3,300. Ben Zobers, 33 as well, so two cheaper pieces of a very potent Cubs lineup against Chad Cool. And you got, like, Brandon Drury, who loves his lefties. He's 3,200 versus Rich Hill. Brad Miller's 31 versus Junis. These are your lower-priced options. Uh, Chase Utley, 3K. I'm not a big Chase Utley fan, but it is a discount for a left-handed bat in that matchup if you choose to fade that matchup, which, again, I am not, but it's an option if you want to. Other than that, we'll have to wait for lineups for your values at the second base. Caleb Cowart's always at the bottom, always value. Manny Machado, 54 versus Rosmo's in play. Arenado and Coors at 52. Rendon, 51. Uh, Castellanos and Coors at 49 is very, very nice. You got Beltre at 48 versus Fires, which I do like a lot. Freddie Freeman, I mentioned him at 48. Bregman at 47 versus Perez is very solid. Bregman versus the lefty Perez, I do like that. Um, you got the likes of Travis Shaw at 39. You're getting a discount here. Shaw at 39 versus Weaver is great. If you're not using Weaver, tremendous upside in that matchup. Uh, Rafael Devers, 38. I know it's lefty-lefty, so be a little careful there, but I still don't mind it. Valbuena at 38 versus Smith. I still told you that one earlier. Um, Josh Donaldson. He's only 3600 bucks. He's facing Chris Sale, obviously. But we know what Donaldson does versus lefties, the, the way he's streaking right now. Could be a very good GPP play, like a one-off against Sale. A guy I liked on here at 36 is Derek Dietrich, swinging it really, really well, averaging 6.6 his last 10. His last, he only had two points yesterday, but prior to that, 14, 10, and 13 in his last three games. Hitting really, really well playing third base for the Marlins. And you're facing Edwin Jackson, which doesn't suck. The farther down you go, you can go like Chase Headley, who went deep yesterday. He's 3,500 versus um, Trevor Bauer. You have New Stockish at 33 versus Cobb. You're getting him at a discount while he's slumping right now. Averaging 4.2 his last 10. He's slumping mightily, so don't use him if you don't want to. 
But this GPP-wise, the upside is huge with the guy having a season like this. Don't forget, he's still hitting 275 with 35 homers on the season. 3300 bucks against a guy like Cobb who gets crushed by left-handed pitching um, to a tune of, where did they go? Can't see. 336 average. And the Woba, and the it's all high. He gets hit hard by lefties. So Mustakas at 33 is quite a discount. These are the kind of bats if you want to put the expensive pitchers together. These are the upside bats you're looking for. Like a Pablo Sandoval at 31. I'm not in love with him, but I mentioned yesterday he's actually hitting decent because you're getting him in the low threes every time. He's averaging 6.1 his last 10 games, which for the low threes, he'll take 6 to 7 points. It's not the end of the world. Uh, A little farther down, if Greg Garcia cracks the lineup, he's 29. It's not great, but not bad. It's a punt play, essentially. Matt Chapman at 26. Big-time power versus righties. Big, big-time power. 2600 bucks. Ryder Jones, first base, third base at 25 I'd rather pay up for Matt Chapman, the barrel wizard since the All-Star break. Heading over to the shortstop position, Francisco Lindor. He's better from the right side than the left side. He's $5,500 for Jaime Garcia. Lindor's on fire lately, averaging 12.6 his last 10. Uh, no points yesterday, but then 23, 5, 24, 22, 2, 14, 4, 29. He has been crushing it. So the price tag's high for a reason. Beckham at 5K, not not bad versus Rossimo. But Bregman, 47, I do love. Jorge Polanco, swinging a great stick. No one's going to pay for him at this price. He's averaging 12.4 his last 10. He had 12 more points last night, two more doubles. He has four doubles and four homers in his last 10 games. Uh, he's 4,400 versus big game James. Again, getting barreled over 8% of the time right now. So 4,400. He's batting like third or fourth in that lineup. So Polanco, very much in play. Uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, but if I did not, when you're fading James, A, the Twins had the 5-4-1 four, four, total, which is second highest at the moment ahead of the the Reds and the Tigers. Lefty's 387, righty's 359 off shields. Uh, the farther down you go, Andrus isn't bad at 44. Uh, Anderson Simmons at 42 is okay. I do like Cozart at 42 versus Flexen in Cincinnati. I like Cozart a lot more versus lefties. But Flexen's getting hit hard by both sides of the plate and in that ballpark. I do like the upside with Cozart at 42. Mentioned Cabrera at 41 earlier. You got Xander Bogarts versus the lefty Anderson at 4K. Bogarts continues to heat up. He's averaging 8.2 his last 10. 4K versus Anderson is very much in play. DeJong at 4K I like a lot. Like I've already mentioned. Let me scroll down. The likes of maybe Chad Pender or Brandon Crawford, who even went deep yesterday. He's 37 versus Perdomo. A little pricey for Crawford as he's been low for so long. But then a guy like Didi Gregorius is only 3,400 versus Trevor Bauer. He might be in a bit of a slump. I get it. He's still averaging six points his last 10. And he's having a phenomenal season with power upside against Bauer at 3,400. Like Moustakas, you're getting him at an extreme discount. So not bad at all. Dansby Swanson swinging a pretty good stick of ladies 32 as a punt versus lighter junior. Tim Anderson I like at 3K as a punt. Uh, Orlando Arcia at 3K as a punt is also very much in play against Weaver. Adam Rosales loves facing his lefties. He's facing Rich Hill. He's 2800 bucks. So keep Rosales on your the back of your mind if you just want to completely throw the position in the punt category. He's below 3K with upside. Let's take it to the outfield and wrap her up. We kick it off with the high-priced Giancarlo Stanton at 5,700 versus Edwin Jackson, and that is 
might be too cheap. You got Charlie Blackman at 54 in a really good matchup at Coors. Of course, Fulmer's a better pitcher than most that they'll face there, but he is Charlie Blackman, period. He's in Coors, which helps again. He had 11 points last night, averaging 12 points his last 10. Trout at 53 is always in play. Justin Upton at 52 was in play, period, but in Coors even more so. I love me some Mookie Betts versus Brett Anderson at 51. I'm hoping everybody looks at those four top guys. You can slide bets in there very nicely. Byron Buxton, people, I don't think he'll still pay this price, but I will. 4900 bucks for Buxton versus Big Game James. It's a steep tag. He's coming off his three-homer 56-point performance, averaging 14 points his last 10. Take the 56 away. It's still 4, 20, 14, 0, 0, 19, 7, 12, 8. He's been very, very good in a very good matchup tonight in the middle of that Twins order. If you don't want to, though, there's a couple other names I will mention in Minnesota, which I like a lot. You've got Springer versus a lefty at 48, which is outstanding. So if you don't want to pay above 5K, you can kick it off here at Buxton or Springer and be just fine. Uh, Curtis Granderson at 47. I'm not looking to fade Godley, but GPP, I could see the upside. Gerardo Parr at 47 and Coors I like a lot. Kiermaier has really, really found his bat since coming off the DL. 46 versus Junis. If you're not using Junis, Kiermaier is definitely worth a look. Hap at 76. You got um, J.D. Martinez versus Rich Hill at 46. is a nice GPP play there. Ozuna at 46. Not bad. K with the Chris Davis at 45. is not bad. You scroll down. You got like Steven Sousa Jr. at 44. Good GPP angle there. Adam Jones went deep last night. I loved his plays. 4,400 versus Rosmo in play again tonight. Scroll some more. Dexter Fowler at 43 will be very overlooked. Good matchup first. Garza is averaging 9.2 his last 10. Really starting to get going now that he's supposedly healthy. So Fowler at 43 I do like. Nomar Mazar at 43 versus Fires I like a lot as well. Yeah, Yellick at 43, not bad. Here's one of the twins I was talking about. Eddie Rosario at 42 versus Big Game James is a very nice play tonight. Very, very nice. You got Schwarber at 42 who against Cool is in play. Slide down some more. Choose not bad versus Fires. You got Manny Margot versus Moore at 42. I don't mind that at all. C. Dick at 41 as he's starting to kind of hit it again. Up to nine, averaging 9.6 his last 10. So C. Dick at 41 versus Junis. I don't hate at all. A guy like Aaron Hicks always overlooked with his power upside versus Bauer at 41. Don't hate that either. Bradley Zimmer slowly heating up, but we'll wait another day. Cole Calhoun. 4K versus Smith, I like. He had five more points last night. He's averaging 9.6 his last 10. Good spot batting in the middle of the order against Smith tonight. As we scroll down the list some more. Like Randall Gritchick at 39 with some power upside. Adam Duvall and Billy Hamilton are both only 3900 bucks for Flexen and Cincinnati. Both are very, very good plays, especially at that price tag. That's outstanding. Edwin uh, Ender Inciarte at 39 versus Leiter Jr., not bad at all. As you f- go down some more, like AJ Pollock at 38 versus Hill, if you want to be contrarian, you're getting discounts on these guys versus Hill. Look at Max Kepler at 37 versus Big Game James is too cheap. Too, too cheap. I know as a whole he's been slumping. He had 20 points a couple games ago. It's Big Game James. Kepler's got that power. 3700 bucks. Very nice play. It's kind of how I felt about Nick Williams yesterday at 32. He paid off, giving us 500 more. This Kepler's just too cheap. Too, too cheap. 
Yeah, Ben Revere, 37, is very solid versus Smith as well. You can look at Scotty Shevler. He's been back from the DL, hitting it pretty well. Average an 8.7 his last 10. The power's coming back. He's 37 versus Flexing in Great American Small Park. Good 3K bat. Uh, you go down for some more. Like Jose Perella, 36 versus Moore. I don't mind at all. You got Jason Worth back at 36. Could be sneaky. I'm not looking to fade Irvin Santana, but like Lurie Garcia at 35 leading it off. You got Matt Olson at 35 or Scribner, which I do like a lot, like I mentioned earlier. Eric Thames, $3,500 GPP play in that matchup. As you go down even farther, it gets more and more like Brandon Moss, GPP only with 3,400 against Cobb, left-handed power bat there. Brandon Geyer likes his lefties a lot. He's 3,400 versus Jaime Garcia. I like that play tonight. Very good spot there for Geyer. I mentioned Zobris earlier at 33. I like him quite a bit. Steve Pierce does love facing lefties. He's 33 versus Sale if you want to be contrarian. Kind of how he used to play Geyer versus Sale. Pierce could be worth a look. Bautista, 33 as well. But it's Chris Sale, so be very, very careful. You got like John Jay at 32 if he's leading off for the Cubs. That's a sneaky value play. Only if he's leading off. Um, here's a price tag that makes 0.0 cents besides the fact he's 4 for 35 his last 10 games. He has four, four straight zeros, but part of that a 5, 2, 5, 7, 0, 3. He's not lighting the world on fire. But in Milwaukee, at Miller Park, against Weaver, who's been good. He's living in the hard contact, good young arm. Young arms get blown up from time to time. You're getting Ryan Braun for $3,200. That is redonkulous. That's just crazy. I know he's slumping, so if you don't want to play him, you want someone that's been more consistent lately, I get it. But 3200 bucks for the upside of Ryan Braun is huge. Could be a complete dud, but it's great. Great value, upside, whatever you want to call it, it's there. Hunter Renfro at 32 versus Moore is not bad. There's a cheaper right-handed power bat I would be looking at as well with San Diego. Until we get there, though. Oh, there he is. Jabari Blash, 3K versus Moore. This guy, what he, him, and, him and Renfro, all they do is hit bombs. Bombs, bombs, bombs. Don't hit for average. None of that. They don't They don't believe in average. They believe in home runs. And that's it. So 3K as a punch power play versus more. Ezekiel Carrera is not in play tonight. Cancel that thought. I got excited for a second. Cancel that thought. Scroll down some more. I didn't see a ton down here last night. And Kevin Pillar sit at 27. One I do like, Boog Powell, 27 versus Scribner. Powell's left-handed bat. He's swinging it good the last week to 10 days. He's a good look there at 27. Pedro Florimon, he's second base outfield eligible. I keep using him. I keep telling you to use him as a punt play. He's 2,600. He had 13 points last night. He's averaging 6.4 his last 10. He bats at the bottom of the order for the fills. He might get rained out tonight, but as a punt play for 2,600, he brings back good returns. Kind of ha- he's like our new riddle for me, if you, for those longtime listeners, our riddle. Other than that, check the lineups for your value in the outfield. That is your bats for the day. Recap of the pitching up top. Sale 1, Santana 2, Arietta 3. You got Bundy 1, Moore 2 in the middle. In the 7K range, you got Dickey 1, Godley 2, Weaver 3, Junis 4. Down below, you got Lighter 1, Perez 2. Let's take a look at your BVP and send it on home. You got the likes of da, 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 Mariners Orioles Chris Davis I told you 4100 bucks and worth the play 6 for 19 with 2 doubles and 2 homers off of Rossimo 
Seth Smith hitting 267 with two doubles and a homer. Adam Jones, six for 21, two doubles. Machado, six for 25, a double and a homer. So some interesting looks there. Todd Frazier, six for 19 with a homer. DD, four for 13 with a homer. Brett Gardner, five for 18, two doubles. Chase Headley, five for 17, two doubles versus Trevor Bauer. Jay Bruce is not a guy you want to use versus Jaime Garcia, 222 average. Daniel Murphy versus Vance Worley, 12 for 22 with two doubles and a triple. That's sneaky nice. Lynn's taking him deep in their matchup. Christian Yelp, three for five, two doubles against Edwin. Uh, Giancarlo, four for nine with a double. Freddie Galvez, six for 20 with a triple and a homer versus R.A. Dickey. Justin Smoke, four for 13 with a double versus Sale. Josh Donaldson's only hitting 238, but he's five for 21 with two homers. Against Sale and Pierce hitting 254 for 16 with a double. You got Jose Altuve, 10 for 30, six doubles lifetime versus Martin Perez. Evan Gaddis, who I told you I liked a lot, he's 7 for 18 with a double. Springer, 5 for 19 with two homers. Even Marisnik, 5 for 16 with three doubles. Marvin Gonzalez, 5 for 17 with a double. So some guys to like versus Martin. Ruggie Odor has taken fires deep. Nicholas, one for two with a homer. DeShields has a homer off of Napoli, two homers. Andrews, two homers. Beltre, a homer. And Rudy, a homer, all off fires. Eric Thames, one for three with a homer off Luke Weaver. Ryan Bronze, three for nine with a double off Weaver. Matt Carpenter, seven for 30 with two doubles. It's only a 233 average. Uh, ben Zobers, two for three with a double and a homer off Cool. Schwarber, two for three with a double. Rizzo, four for nine with a double, triple, and a homer. Baez, two for six with a double and a homer. Hayward, four for eight with a homer. Bryant, three for nine with two doubles. The Cubs have had some good success for school. Josh Bell, six for 11 with two doubles and a homer off Arietta. Keep that in mind in that matchup. Polanco, Jorge Polanco, five for 11 with two homers off James Shields. I like that one. But I loved Dozier hitting 353, 12 for 34, five doubles and four home runs off big game James. Bananas. Buxton, 3-for-11 with a double and two homers. Maurer, even, 16-for-54 with two doubles, a triple, and a homer. Lots to like there. Matt Davidson versus Santana, 2-for-4 with a double and a homer. Jose Abreu, 9-for-21 with two doubles. Avisal Garcia has a couple homers, hitting 250. Hosmer, 5-for-14 with a double and two homers off Cobb. Moustakis, who I told you I liked, 4-for-12 with a double and a homer. It's a 333 average. Salvi Perez, 5-for-12. Milky Cabrera, 4 for 14 with a homer. So there's some upside there versus Cobb. Ionetta has two homers off of Rich Hill in his career. 2 for 10 with two homers. Justin Turner, 3 for 12 with a double and two homers off of Godley. That might be it. Myers, 1 for 3 with a homer, so it's not much. Panic, who I said was decent. 7 for 13, 3 doubles off Perdomo. That's not horrible. So there's your BVP. There's your edition, your Tuesday edition of MLB. DFS Quick Hits. Remember, check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. Last night recorded Bench with Bubba, episode 52 with Mike Yevanelli of Dear Mr. Fantasy and FNTSY Radio and Nate Dockin, who I've had on many times, Big Guy Fantasy Sports, the Nasty Cast. We didn't even talk fantasy sports last night. We talked Game of Thrones Season 7 finale, Season 7 period, and predictions for the future. It was awesome. I had a blast. An hour of just Game of Thrones. It was a blast. If it's not your thing, I get it. But it was awesome. 
if PGA DFS is your thing, we recorded Always Pressing for the Dell Technologies Championship this week. Myself, Jesse, and Bucks got her in there. Got you the picks you need for your DraftKings lineup. Had a lot of fun with that, as usual. You got around the bases with Bubba Mo. Episode 27 dropped Sunday night. Talking all kinds of stuff. Baseball. Stanton, Hoskins, Buxton. What are the Giants going to do this offseason? Who's going to get Otani? In a wild card race. The brawl in Detroit. So much to talk about. Had a Players weekend. We had a blast on that one. A lot of good stuff there. Jesse will have his article out this week. Doc is, is recording with the guys from the Saturday Edge tonight. The first week one college football preview picks edition should be out sometime tonight or tomorrow. So get that in. We have uh, so much more coming. I got NASCAR this week. I got UFC returning. I got EPL. Tons and tons and tons to do. Look at the past bench with Bubba's for fantasy football advice. I have uh, we have the NFL DFS two point conversion show kicking off this week with myself, James McCool, and Bucks will be joining me. James McCool is at paydirt underscore DFS. So check him out. Lots coming up. But check me out on Twitter at BDNTrix so I can help you with your MLB DFS needs and get it in. We have a big slate. Watch the weather because there's tons to like, but the weather might mess with some of that. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, August 29th edition. I'm out. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.